Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, the show that never ends. This is Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben. And today, we're talking about that thing that you love so much. That thing that just warms your heart every time you have to do it. Taxes. Yeah, today we are talking about taxes, and this will be probably the last thing we do about taxes for a while, or at least the last thing I do, because when April 15th came up, which is when everybody in the U.S. has to pay their taxes, we started covering so much of this stuff, and we still haven't gotten to all of it. So this is going to be our opportunity to delve into some of the history of taxation, the problems people have with it, and, of course, the conspiracy theories surrounding it, of which there are quite a few. Absolutely. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Taxes are an ancient idea, and it's basically any any levy that's placed on an individual or a legal entity, like a company or corporation, that's levied by a state or something... Uh, something to that effect, a state or a group, and there are legal repercussions if that levy is not paid. Right. You can be charged with a crime, and this is an ancient, ancient idea. It dates as far back as Mesopotamia or even the old kingdom of Egypt. If you think today's systems blow, uh, just imagine you know, having to live back then because in this situation, if you didn't satisfy your your tax or pay your tribute even it wasn't like they would take you to a court of law and then charge you more money uh you could uh be beaten 
to be killed. They would take your stuff. And by stuff, I mean like your family. Yeah. Uh, you know, you also wouldn't necessarily pay with money, right? Yeah, because people weren't necessarily using money or at least currency of any kind at that time. So you'd be forced into some kind of labor situation. Right. Uh, like you said, a fa- your family has to go into forced labor. Or or military service, um, conscription of sorts, uh, or digging ditches, like literally digging ditches. Yeah, or just giving up the livestock <laughs> that you have at your house that you were going to be using for your family. Right. And today, luckily, I think we mentioned this on a brain stuff video. Uncle Sam won't physically beat you for not paying your taxes, but you will get increasing uh, fines. Usually the U.S. tax system is huge. And on one level, that's kind of strange, right? Because uh, U.S. citizens have never been big fans of taxes. Well, yeah, it's one of the main reasons for the the Revolutionary War. Uh, just, you know, we revolted against the British because they were trying to put taxes on certain things, like really heavy taxes. Without representation. Exactly. And so that was the first big thing. We're not being represented, but we're having right. to pay all this money. Why the heck would we have to do that? Right. And, of course, um, later you could argue that became a hypocritical thing as we later evolved into the present tax system we have. Uh, but in theory, the people of the U.S. are represented. Um, just a quick side sidebar here. The idea of uh, mercantilism as a system, you know, where wherein this this what the United Kingdom was doing at the time. Right. They were saying, OK, colonies, give us all of your resources, all of your raw goods and then you can, and we'll buy them for a price that we set. And then we will also, uh, only ship manufactured goods. You can only get manufactured goods from us, certain types. And, uh, we will tax both those things we ship to you and, uh, the things that you are supplying with us. Yeah. So it goes, you gotta pay both ways. Right. Right. And mercantilism, of course, uh, arguably exist today in, um, you know, in theories that people have about resource extraction by private entities or by, um, even international bodies like, uh, the IMF or World Bank totally has nothing to do with this. But, uh, in the, in the early 1860s, Uncle Sam started collecting the first national income tax. And you'll hear people say, oh, this is 1861, um, and it was to pay for the Civil War, or it was 1862 or 63. But it culminates in um, in something we'll learn about later when they actually pass the act. But early 1860s, that's when it that's how long it took us to just say, oh, okay, now we'll do tax too. Yeah, exactly. And that was a, so the original one, was that a flat tax or a graduated tax? Uh, graduated tax, right. Um, but we did try some other stuff, right? For all those, uh, all those flat tax proponents who say this is a revolutionary thing and it's something that we absolutely have to do. Um, don't call it a comeback. We tried it before, <laughs> right? That's right. Uh, because that was in, 1867 when they tried the flat tax it only lasted a couple of years. Is that what? Right. Uh, yeah. It's the gist. Well, anyway, uh, so five years later in 1872, the national in- income tax was actually repealed. Um, it just altogether, they just decided, you know what? This was a bad idea. We're not going to do this. 
Um, but the federal government went back to relying on ma- basically tariffs, which are kind of, it's not mercantilism, but it's kind of the same thing where you're just taxing imports, exports, that kind of thing. Right, and excise taxes as well. So just to be clear, the U.S. always had some sort of tax system. People had to pay taxes in one way or another. They didn't have to pay as many. But uh tariffs are not a sustainable model for this kind of thing, at least in that's what the federal government found. Things got ugly. Things got really ugly. Um And a few years later, Congress passed what was called the Income Tax Act of 1894. So this taxed 2% of personal income that was more than $4,000, which was a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but not a lot of people had that amount of money. Right. Yeah. How like, what you're looking at, you're looking at again, something that we talk about the top 10%. Um, it's not the 1% back then, but still t- only 10% of people are affected by this. And the Supreme Court wild out. No, I'm kidding. They did say it was unconstitutional, though. Um, they said that income tax did not abide by a specific constitutional guideline. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a dry thing that doesn't sound important, but it's part of the story. Here's the guideline. The guideline says that in the Constitution that any tax levied directly on People on the citizens has to be levied in proportion to a state's population. So you can't just, um, you know, if we take one of the most populous states, which would be California, and then we take one of the least populous states, which would be North Dakota. Tax on the exact same. Right. That's unconstitutional. So Congress wild out. I'm kidding. But what they did was. Um, <laughs> they keep doing that, but then not. Right. But in 1913, uh, the same year everybody's favorite Federal Reserve Act is passed, Congress passed the 16th Amendment to get around this. So, you know. Okay, so um, we're going to go ahead and read the 16th Amendment. Uh, someone complained that we didn't actually read the 16th Amendment on our video recently about taxes. Right. I just want to point out that it is there in the very beginning. If you pause the video as the opening is happening, the entire text is there. So here it is. The 16th Amendment reads, The Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived, without apportionment among the several states, and without regard to any census or enumeration. Uh, that was a great read. Noel and I both, like, made eye contact and nodded um, in the affirmative to your read, Matt. Oh, thanks, buddy. So, thanks. essentially, this gave the government the power to do what they want and it made the changing the constitution made the uh income tax finally constitutional regardless of which state a citizen resides in but then uh, another thing happened this year and that was the underwood tariff act of 1913 this also had an income tax section and it initiated the progressive system that we're you know balling out on today and then Fast forward all the way to the 1940s during World War II, um, the federal government started using this withholding tax system, which is kind of, it's also known as pay as you go and, um, and pay as you earn taxation. Uh, yeah. So we have a, um, I, I did a video for this on one of our other shows, Brain Stuff, which is just how income tax works. And this is something that a lot of people 
need to think about. You know, you, you see it all the time in the United States around tax season. People get so excited and say, I'm going to get a refund, you know, or the government is giving me a refund. I can't wait to buy and like a flying squirrel suit. As, yeah. As though it's new money or somehow it's right. Yeah, or like you're vintage crocs. I don't know what what's ridiculous stuff you could buy with a refund. Uh, well, for I'm just thinking about my house and the things that I would have bought if I had gotten a refund, which I didn't. Oh, well, uh, uh, okay, something I would have gotten something. No, well, practical but crazy, like maybe I don't know, um, some kind of large cage for my dog to run around in the back. But th- but it would be a huge enclosure, and it would uh, have all kinds of. Uh, things for her to run around and jump on. It's like a habitat. It would be a, yeah, a massive habitat for my dog. Yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm not sure. I think I would, uh, take a trip to do something incredibly impractical nice. and, and really publicize it. So I'd say, you know, Otto, it's the anniversary of the first performance of the famous French professional flatulist which is a real thing <laughs> flatulist yeah I, and like go, I would go there and take pictures of me standing around pretending to fart in places <laughs> which i'm sure i'm sure france would love speaking uh, of music i'm going to redact mine i'm going to say i would get i would get one of those acrylic see-through drum kits that costs like twelve thousand dollars oh you know what i would i know what i would do i would make a music video oh with with us like we would do, I'll show. do that for free well you know, we, we do money at it. Noel, would you be down with that? Okay, Noel would be down with that. Uh, they're called <laughs> Fartist. Our producer has corrected me. These are Fartist, and I apologize. He was looking it up immediately right. when he started talking about it. Yeah, I got the side eye for that one. <laughs> However, um, what what we're saying here when we talk about this thing is that this is not quite uh, the free money that a lot of people mistake it for. You're paying taxes every single time you get a paycheck in the U.S., right? And later, it's just settling the tab. Does the government owe you money, some of the money that they took from you, or do you owe them more money uh, than you gave them? So people have been going absolutely nuts about this. Ever since. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to pay that much money. Even even if you go through and you really think about all the things you're getting uh, by paying these taxes, okay. it's just something I think just deep inside it feels like you're getting ripped off, uh, especially if you have to, when you settle up your tab, you have to pay even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can totally understand the feeling, but there are a lot of people think there's more to this story, that it's not just us paying taxes uh, to get things, to get roads and public education, uh, people think it goes a little deeper. Ah, that sounds like you're saying there might be a conspiratorial angle. <gasps> oh, yes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's true. There are loads of ways to get out of paying taxes, but there are also a bunch of arguments against paying taxes at all. Uh, and a lot of these arguments say, hey, this is a huge conspiracy perpetrated upon you, the citizenry. That's right. One of the ones we found is from tax-freedom.com, and uh, it's from uh, – this information comes from Erwin Schiff, and uh, it essentially says that the entire federal judiciary is involved in this monumental criminal conspiracy to collect income taxes uh, in violation of overall law, of the uh, 
law of the land. And he has a specific argument for this, um, which I think we also have a quote for, right? Yes, we do. Since the income tax was repealed in 1954, when Congress adopted the 1954 code, it is clear that for 50 years, federal judges have been in conspiracy with the U.S. Department of Justice and prosecutors, and they have been illegally and criminally prosecuting people for crimes that do not exist in connection with a tax that nobody owes. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now... Interestingly enough, we have to point out one thing about Erwin Schiff. He was, uh, he was given a 13 year prison sentence, uh, for tax fraud. And as we know, if, uh, quite a few people who are imprisoned 
do believe in various conspiracy theories. And I don't, I don't blame them because I mean, there are a couple that have definitely proven to be true. Uh, private prisons are incentivized mm-hmm. to keep people in prison, right? Oh yeah, sure. I, I can totally see how that environment would lead you to believe there's wrongdoing going on. Right. Well, and, and, you know, to be fair, something probably went wrong to get you there. Right. Uh, but, you know, we all know that there's corruption across all of any system. In any system, there is going to be some form of corruption. So, Right. And, of course, uh, that that's an inevitable thing. Uh, we see countless acts of corruption when it comes to taxation uh, with frivolous attempts to dodge tax, which carries a $5,000 fine and stuff. But one of the other conspiracies to, uh, set this, to set this up, um, I want to point out a couple of things. First, the federal government uses tax dollars to maintain liquidity throughout the year, right? Which is why the pay as you go system works so well, uh, for the government. Um, and, you know, for a lot of people who prefer the illusion of getting a, getting a bunch of money exactly. uh, instead of a refund. But, um, one thing that is true is that voters have no direct discretion or control over where their specific dollars go. This is one of my biggest concerns over taxes. Right. There's, so there's no, uh, there's no analytical device to try to impose that would be nightmarish because oh, there are be a lot insane. of things that people wouldn't want to pay for um, because the majority of taxpayers in this country are not the majority of policymakers um, and the policymakers often times have different goals. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the terrible truth, well, right? It, because it would be impossible to have a voting system where we all say, okay, this is where I want my, how I want my tax money apportioned. Right. And we have, you know, we also have mob rule. So people could, people could freak out about the latest horror story of the month or trending Facebook thing. And then boom, no more money for, I don't know, the CDC or for, uh, what's something anyone can get along with roads. No money for this roads, no money for edgy, uh, education or whatever. There's the point being that it would make the, uh, stability of the government, um, a very difficult proposition, but also it means that when you pay taxes, you may be paying for things that you would not given the chance, uh, decide to support. So let's go back to Erwin Schiff just for a moment, Ben, uh, not to shift, shift gears too uh, much. <clears throat> Sorry. And speaking of things that, uh, that I would support. Ben, I think we have a word from our sponsor. Well, hello there, sir. Hi. Are you tired of paying taxes with money? Uh, well, yeah. Is there something else I can pay with? Oh, I'm glad you asked, my friend. Here, take this shovel. Okay. Oh, wow, it's pretty hefty. That's right. Your days of paying too much tax in cash are over with our new patented program. You, too, can labor directly for your rulers. The same way that the Egyptian pyramids were built, you'll be digging ditches in place of dropping dollars. Oh, that's fantastic. I've been meaning to get more exercise. This is great. I can't wait to tell my wife. Yes, and tell her that freedompay.org sent you. 
Okay. Uh, well, can I get started right away, or is there some kind of form I have to fill out? Oh, no, no forms. Just get started, and we'll contact you when you've done your fair share. All right. Sounds like I, I'm going to... I'm going to be able to afford that addition to my house now. Two years later. Uh, okay. So I've been out on the, the, the fields making the ditches for mm. for two years now. Oh, yes, yeah. And how was your experience with Freedom Bay? Uh, well, to be honest... It's, That's uh, all the time we have. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, please remember that FreedomPay.org is a nonprofit. We are here for you. Yes, FreedomPay.org. Freedom isn't free, but it's cheaper every day. FreedomPay.org is in no way affiliated with the United States government, nor the NSA, the FBI, TNT, ABC, USAA, AAA, Chairmakers of Kansas. FreedomPay.org is brought to you by Illumination Global Unlimited. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene. And Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So now that we're at a good halfway point, let's dive right into some of the biggest arguments about taxation, which also incorporate conspiracy. Matt, um, a lot of times it's the little things, right? Well, yeah, some of the biggest things are the littlest things. So um, one thing we can talk about are the semantics of taxes and the way people discuss semantics. Right. It goes back to uh, the wording of various amendments, um, like who are we the people? What is the difference between income and wages? Because uh, people argue that wages are not income and that income itself, for instance, is only uh, derived from investments or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that has often been, um, has often been kind of dismissed by the courts. And by kind of, I mean, categorically, with, <laughs> what, what's the word with prejudice? <laughs> well, it's okay. We had a great response on our video series on this because a couple of people pointed out and correctly, uh, that there were cases where someone argued that they shouldn't have to pay income tax. And they, the jury did find in their favor. These, however, were civil courts, not criminal courts. And one of the differences in there is that a civil court only decides if a crime was committed and the crime was intentionally committed. And, and, um, because there was a jury of the peers, uh, that agreed with the defendant, the defendant was found not guilty. And we love these corrections. And if you check out our video, either on our own website, com or YouTube. You can uh, learn a lot more about it. But now it's time to talk about the constitutional arguments. That's right. It's not just the 16th Amendment, correct? That's correct. Uh, you can also look at the First Amendment, mm-hmm. uh, freedom of speech. Uh, a lot of times people believe that because you have to write things on a tax form, mm-hmm. it's violating your freedom of speech. Uh, okay, uh, or like it violates your freedom of religion. Um, if you have a religious objection to paying taxes, but we know that doesn't really, that doesn't really work. There are special codes or exemptions that an imam or priest or rabbi or whomever a religious officer might have. Uh, but the U.S. court already ruled in a case called Reynolds versus the United States that you still have to obey the law, no matter yeah. how much you believe that it doesn't apply to you. Yeah, but they'll, you know, you might get an ad- a deduction here or there for uh, for your religious beliefs. Yeah. Um, but you're certainly not exempt to paying the tax if you're going to live inside the country. Here's one that's interesting. It makes sense to me. Um, this surprised me about how much it made sense. 
could you plead the fifth to avoid pay, paying your taxes? So let's think about this. So, right. So, so you say, look, IRS, I'm not going to file my taxes because I would be incriminating myself. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's great. A, oh, wow. That's quite ingenious. Uh, did it work? No, it didn't work. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there was a case with U.S. versus Sullivan where Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, said that he, well, essentially, he said, no, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, being a Supreme Court justice, he didn't say stop being ridiculous, but he did, he did clearly outline why you can't do this. I, I do like the idea though, Ben. I have to say just, at least coming up with that idea and and fighting it in court, try really trying hard oh, yeah. to fight it in court that way. That's I don't that takes moxie, I would say. And then there's another idea here that the um takings, the word takings in the in the Fifth Amendment's taking clause means that you can't take something from a taxpayer unless they receive just compensation. And uh the US Supreme Court rejected this one too. And, uh, numerous arguments about due process, um, have been made. So the idea that you can't be deprived of life, liberty, and property without due process, but, um, there's a huge list of courts and cases that have flatly rejected this. I mean, I guess we could read them. It's a long list. You- yeah. I'm not going to read out this laundry list. If you really want to know all these cases, just email us at conspiracy at discovery.com and I'll just send it to you. That's probably the easiest way for us to handle this. Sure thing. It, and I uh, agree. The 13th Amendment is another story. This concerns a guy named Arthur J. Porth. He said that the whole 16th Amendment was um inconstitutional because the, okay, here we go. Here's his pitch. I feel like all these guys are making pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the income tax under the IRS code of 1939 was involuntary servitude, servitude, which violated the 13th amendment. And, uh, you know, he lost his yeah. case. Um, Dude, it's an interesting the, argument. The, uh, sorry not to glaze over that one, but, but the 13th amendment was one that I found particularly interesting. Just the idea that. We are not citizens of the United States government as a whole, but we are each citizens of the state in which we live. Uh, that idea, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting because the argument from there would go, therefore, Washington has no power to tax anybody who's not specifically on federal land. Mm-hmm. However, they also, there's another argument there. I think that's the 14th Amendment. There's mm-hmm. also the argument that was never properly ratified. This has, of course, been rejected, and there's this argument that there's a missing 13th Amendment in the Constitution, Matt, the Titles of Nobility Amendment. Ooh, this sounds rich. I like this. Yeah, so uh, according to the story, the unproven story, this would take citizenship away from any person receiving a title of nobility. Therefore, I'm just going to read this quote. Therefore, actions taken by lawyers and judges who use the title Esquire, which protesters claim is, mm-hmm. is nobility, um, are monarchical and therefore unconstitutional. Interesting. See, I would want to argue that if you use that in your name and you are nobility, then you are above 
the citizenry and unable to be taxed. But then they <laughs> said, oh, who is this Esquire dude trying to take my 30 plus percent? Yeah. Um, so how I, I'm just interested here. When, when a lot of these arguments we're reading are in the mid 19th century, late 19th yeah. century, when do you think this one came around? Let's say I'm going to guess here. Okay. Do I get a whole century? That's a long time. Um, yeah, yep. you get a whole century. It's up to you. Well, it's got to be the 20th century. It, it probably, you're probably right that it came around then. Mm-hmm. It was argued as recently as 2005. Wow. Really? Yep. In a case called Campion versus Towns, it was a defense to a charge of tax evasion. Okay, so the next one is a huge argument. I've seen this all over the place. You can go on YouTube and find a ton of videos that argue about uh, personal sovereignty or being a sovereign individual inside uh, a state or a land. And, um, or now they even call themselves natural individuals sometimes. Right. And, uh, they're basically saying that they have not requested the things that would come along with paying a t- your taxes. They don't need to use the resources and the things that you gain from paying taxes. Right. Therefore, they don't no. have to pay for them. So in when they say this, they mean stuff like no food stamps, no unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. They typically ignore the intangible things like um, a cleaner environment mm-hmm. or – General uh, safety. Right. But you know, that's a hot, that's a hot button topic sure. too, right? Sure. Yeah. But, but there are, I mean, there are intangible things all over the place. That's a good point. Um, also this has been rejected in numerous cases, uh, just like the federal zone thing. And oh, one of the very last ones, one argument that a lot of tax protesters make is that the income of individuals is not taxable because income should only mean corporate profits. The corporate gain. And as we learned in one of our recent videos on corporate taxation, the world of taxes and corporations is incredibly complex. And some, some companies manage to pay very little, um, in income tax for, for corporations, which I think is at what? 35%? 35% is the standard. Uh, right. It's really interesting in a research for that particular episode. You start to see more of the gray areas in the corporations, which I hate to say because generally I just get upset when I imagine the, just the billions of dollars that companies, corporations get away with not paying taxes on. But then you look around and some of the arguments that we found is that they may be paying taxes, not necessarily in the U.S., but outside to other uh, states, to other countries. Right, yeah, so uh, they're base if something's based around the world and they're paying... But it just, it still feels somehow unjust. I, th- I think one of the things that bothers a lot of people is that a, we all know that the average Jane or John Doe and uh, a small business will almost never have an, an entire cadre of uh, top gun level accountants who are there to, uh, to make sure that you don't have to pay anything. And, you know, one of the big concerns that we raised in that video is that after a certain threshold, is it possible that corporations are sculpting the laws through via things like ALEC and uh, via other lobbying initiatives? I think it's more than possible. I think it's just the outright truth. You think that is not a theory, huh? <laughs> um, so we've run through some of the the biggest tax conspiracy theories. 
And I have got to applaud us for not going into the Fed, which is a whole different podcast. However, Matt, at this point, I have to ask you, which of these sounds most plausible? If you had to pick one to go in court. Oh, man. Oh, thank you for that question, Ben. I'll if, answer it, too. If I had to go in court and argue for one of these, oh, I would probably, I don't know. I like, I like the freedom of speech one, as silly as it sounds. Yeah. Just because I can actually see the connection there. Um, but it's out there. I don't know. You know what? I would go with the free ban argument. Oh, okay. I would do it. You I want to do it. Matt I, Frederick, sovereign. Yes, sovereign Matt Frederick entity. is not Matt Frederick, the, the, uh, corporation or Matt Frederick, the company. Right. In There's, all caps. Uh, you know, it's, oh yeah. Going back to, uh, one of the language things. Uh, that's, that's fascinating because there are quite a few separatist groups here in Georgia alone. We, you know, of course we're in the state of Georgia here in the U.S. There are several separatist groups, one of which was, I think, the sovereign nation of Georgia. And these guys had their own license plates they were making, their own IDs and stuff. Uh, but these, these separatist groups, especially in such a huge country, pop up more than you might think if you just watch mainstream news, because of course, Mainstream news is not going to give attention to that kind of thing. Don't even look at it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely suppressed, but it definitely happens. And when those guys get busted, one of the things they get busted for is, is that argument. I would go with, I would hedge my bets. So I would, I would get a religious belief or live in a religious, uh, environment, you know, for a, a good year. Right. And then when it came time to pay my taxes, I would say that I can't because of my religious beliefs. And even if I could, I'm protected by the fifth amendment. And then, <laughs> that's it. and if they ever asked me what the religious beliefs are, hopefully I would have something good. Maybe I would just keep pleading the fifth. I cannot tell well, you. Well, you just go, keep going back. So I, I plead the fifth. Oh, well, I also plead the first, so I can't write anything down. <laughs> um, I refuse to follow the first amendment due to the fifth amendment. Like, I won't. <laughs> See that? Incriminate myself through the freedom of speech. As silly as we're making it sound, I, I just like the fact that it would be terribly annoying for anyone who's trying to try you. Uh, just if, oh, if you, yeah. you know, if you argued uh, the free man argument or you argued just any of those that are ridiculously complicated and, uh, I don't know, I think it would be fun. However, if you're, no, neither of us, of course, are any experts on taxation, um, nor litigation, but we do know that there have been cases again. Uh, thank you to, uh, viewers out there who let us know that there have been cases wherein in a civil court, a jury found that someone had not committed a criminal act. This is not the same thing as something that sets a precedent with a finding like a Supreme by court a judge. Decision. Yeah. yeah or, or, you know, a court of appeals mm-hmm. or something. This is, this is entirely jury trials, but I was speaking more generally than I should have been, uh, when I said that it's never held up. It has not held up in cases where a judge is making the decision. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We do want to point out before we head out that we're treating this with a little bit of humor, but the truth of the matter is this. The Constitution of the United States is a living document, and the precedent of litigation only exists because people challenge laws. So I have immense respect 
for anyone who is honestly and sincerely going through the the entire hassle of a of a court system and risking the danger of imprisonment uh for something they believe in i don't think i don't think it is inherently wrong to to challenge a law with which you disagree that is part of the way the court system is supposed to work right oh yeah uh, i applaud anyone that has you know that decides they're going to stand up and try and fight for what they believe in now i I know that is also speaking of generalizations. I know that that also potentially encompasses a lot of things with which I might not agree with. Absolutely. At all. But that's, that's part of what we're supposed to be. Oh, wait, we finally got to say it. That's part of what your tax dollars pay for. That's it. Is the right to, uh, is, is the right to raise those concerns. And, uh, you know, if you are in a jury case, you don't know the, uh, the other 12 people may say, Hey, that guy's got a point. In my case, they would say, Hey, uh, that guy with his weird religion, cause I'm just going to make one up. He has a point. <laughs> he shouldn't have to incriminate himself. And then I'll say, Hey, do you guys want to join my cult? And then I'll say, Hey, you ever heard of jury nullification? And they'll be like, Arr! Oh yeah. Didn't that guy get arrested for passing out information about jury oh, nullification? Yeah. Yep. Um, jury nullification is the idea that a jury can be careful. Be careful. Ben, I don't know. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, maybe it's a story for another day. We'll look up, you can look up jury nullification. In the meantime, uh, you can probably also find some stuff on our website about it. We are stuff they don't want you to know.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you, uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find us. We are conspiracy stuff at both of those and you'll see things that you, um, that you probably wouldn't see ordinarily. Nope. They're out of the ordinary. But if you don't like uh, talking on Twitter or all of those social media sites, you can always send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at discovery.com. For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.